What's up, long players? Welcome back to the Long Play Listening Party, the show where we go deep on local music, writing, recording, inspiration, gear, whatever else sounds good to us. I'm Howie Howard from Mr. Furious Records. Nate Holt, how you doing tonight? I'm doing great. How's everybody doing? Royce the Wizard Diamond, how you feel? <laughs> I'm doing great. Excellent. Welcome, Faith Maddox, Lawrence's own, visiting Hi. the Long Play. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to be listening to Faith's entire discography tonight. That's uh, three EPs and two singles off of Bandcamp. She does have new music coming soon. Um, I shouldn't say soon. I'm sorry I said soon. We don't know. You're working on new music. That's the important point. It'll, it'll be soon enough. Hopefully, like, January, February is, like, the goal. Yeah. Okay, so that is soon. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. But you said you have not listened to this stuff in a while, or some of it at least. No, I've definitely listened to the two little EPs that I dropped um, in 2020 more recently, but a lot of the stuff that's on my band camp, I would say the bulk of the stuff that's on my band camp is stuff that I wrote and recorded myself when I was like 17 to 18, and it is not something I particularly like to revisit that I've made or thought of ever, <laughs> but yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to I'm going to hopefully help you feel good about it cuz I really enjoy it. It's way better than anything I was doing at 17 or 18 or <laughs> no 21 or yeah, 23. Yeah, yeah. So so uh so I think it's really great. I've got some uh technical, you know, kind of recording questions I want to ask. I've got some songwriting kind of questions I want to ask. I'm sure the guys have uh stuff in mind too. Is anybody Nate Royce are you, is are either of you coming in cold tonight? No, Pretty I cool. To everything. Oh wow! Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm. I'm a little. I. I, I kind of skimmed through it to kind okay. of get an idea. Um, and I was, yeah, very uh, anxious to get to, you know, start from the beginning and go through. So. Cool. Well, Faith, why don't you get, kind of get us started? You know, tell us. Um, how you got started in music, start, you know, start at the beginning if you want, and how you got to, you know, recording your first songs and then, you know, kind of to where you are now as we, uh, as we go on this journey. Yeah. Um, so I have been singing probably longer than anything else, definitely than playing guitar. That is pretty recent. Um, so I grew up in North Carolina and my mom was like in the choir at our church. And so that's predominantly how I got into music is like singing in choir and stuff. And then I was classically trained on piano um, starting when I was about five until I was until I just couldn't bear going to lessons anymore when I was like 15. Um, and so I'd always wanted to learn how to play guitar. And I did classical music my entire life, was classically trained vocally as well. Um, and then in high school, I ended up auditioning at kind of the behest of the band director for a jazz band solo, like vocally, and I just fell in love with it because I'd always grown up listening to jazz, and so then I sang in jazz band and played piano in jazz band for my last two years of high school, and I became really... Thank you. Yeah, I basically started playing guitar around that time, too. I'm entirely self-taught, and I can want to keep it that way because I hated piano because I had to learn theory. And I will get to that point with guitar, but not right now. Um, so, yeah, that's basically it. I just kind of started writing songs a little bit later than that and uh, had a band or two that never really went anywhere um, just because of the availability of that kind of interest in Topeka, where I went to high school. 
Um, yeah, and I've just kind of been trying to make it work on my own ever since. So I missed when you moved from North Carolina to Topeka. Yeah, so my mom and my dad um, were in the Army, and so I lived in like seven different states by the time I was uh, in like nine or something like that. And so gotcha. North Carolina is really where I spent most of my childhood, but my mom moved as close to Topeka when I was in middle school to be closer to my half-brother, um, and so I ended up going to middle and high school in Topeka, and I've lived here ever since. And you've been at KU, I think, right? Yes, I am in my senior semester at KU right now. I am currently like writing my thesis, like before and after this is what I—that's what I will be doing, and yeah, I'll be graduating <laughs> in December. Oh, nice! Congratulations! Yeah. Thank you. I'm super what you, excited. What, what, what? Yeah. What is your uh, degree in? Uh, English. My f- uh, focus is in creative writing. Okay. Great. Awesome. Yeah, yeah and you're you're. Um, you, you write for the newspaper as well, right? I do. I write for the magazine on campus, um, okay. and I do stuff like cultural pieces. I'm working on a piece right now about the sustainable fashion brand in Kansas City. That's more for fun. I mostly write like poetry and nonfiction. Okay. But you have a column? Is that what I read? Um, no, not exactly. I am currently kind of the only right not the only writer but a lot of people are busy so it seems like it's all mine but it is not okay <laughs> yeah and here comes uh first single juniper i'm gonna stop talking we can listen to it for a few few seconds i hope to make you see yourself as i do But when I hear this, you know, not really knowing the story or anything, this is an incredible first song. It's it's yeah unique. It's it's creative. It doesn't sound like anything else I've ever heard. And the vocal performance is super confident. Yeah, yeah. That I was gonna mention that. I was gonna say that for you. How how old did you say you were when you recorded this or at least released it? Um, I wrote it when I was 17, and then I turned 18 over the summer and recorded it, like, right after that. See, that's... Yeah, that's not... That's... <laughs> I would <laughs> not... Have, I would have not... Yeah. I appreciate that a lot. I didn't do a lot of the production stuff. Um, that was done by someone else. Um, but, yeah. Oh, so hold but yeah, I mean the, the 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 quality of the voice, and then just yeah, the it sounds like it's being sung confidently. Yeah, that's always funny yeah. to me because I am wouldn't consider myself to be an overtly confident 
person, I get horrible stage fright to this day, and so recording too yeah. makes me very anxious. Um, but singing is like the one thing. Like if I could just sing on stage and not play guitar, I'd probably be a lot better off for it. Um, just because that is the one thing I'm pretty comfortable doing in front of people. Um, yeah. So I was gonna ask because you, you know you said that uh, you're self-taught guitar, but when you took piano, you did learn some theory, which um, that's uh, that's what I enjoyed getting out of piano. Like not not looking back, just because it's it's a language that you can use, you know, when you're playing with other people. So uh, my question was just about if like have you do you have plans to put a band together, or have you tried? I mean, you said that you you, you tried to uh, before, but like how recently, and do you have like plans to do that? going forward i guess is what i'm asking <laughs> yeah d definitely um i mean the last time i was in a band was when i was a senior in high school and i played with two people um that i was in jazz band with um and that just didn't really pan out a lot of creative differences um yeah yeah but I think in the future, I, I've, I, I'm kind of in this like band with my friends. We just get together and play music and wanted to do more this fall. But I'm honestly, I do not have the time with writing my thesis. And they're also in school. But after I graduate in December, one of my friends from Kansas City, who's a drummer, um, knows somebody else who's a bassist. And so we're kind of talking about getting a little math rock gig together, awesome. which would be really great because I would love to be yeah. able to it's hard to make the music that I want to make by myself. And I think that kind of right. is one of the bigger difficulties that I face. Yeah. I was going to say, you could work towards not having to play anything on stage and just sing. <laughs> that would be great. I am so like picky. And when it comes to music though, because so much of it is about the lyricism um, for me, like I really enjoy having creative control over like the actual songwriting, like with guitar parts and stuff too. Um, right. But yeah. So is this on to, um, how do you pronounce it? Tascenda, I believe, right? Tascenda, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I looked it up, and it has the same root as tacit. So if you're familiar with tacit, meaning sort of implied or... Um, I don't know, Faith, do you want to talk about... How did you pull that word out for the title of the EP? It's honestly not that special or grand in any way. I have this running list of, <laughs> on my phone in my notes app of like, oh, this sounds like a cool word, or I like how these words sound together. Um, and, and part of it too is that like I'm, you know, being an English major and like largely most of my free time is spent consuming books or other things. I just write down things that I hear or read constantly and look up their meanings later. And that was just something that, especially for that period in my life, felt very appropriate kind of talking about things that are better left unsaid which is also just something that i should keep in mind more i very much speak whatever i'm thinking when i'm thinking it so it's maybe a little better for me to leave some things unsaid but an aspiration more than a description yeah definitely part of it too is like a lot of um, my older music is about um, like relationships and I can get more into like how I view that now from like a songwriting perspective but a lot of it too is about um, kind of like gender-based violence and other things that I had experienced um, like as a femme person and like mm. realizing that there wasn't really a place for that in you know public discourse and just kind of thinking about how like 
often I would talk about things and feel like, oh, I really wish that I hadn't said that, but like I need to say this somewhere. Do so. I mean, yeah. Do you want to talk about how you kind of navigate that and how how that's changed over time from from the stuff we're hearing right now to to what you're working on? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So a lot of e- even up until my EP year without a summer, which was the last thing that I recorded and the only thing I've ever really recorded. Um, professionally, because the demo that I released after that was one I recorded in my apartment like over a weekend, and it's very obvious. Um, but now, kind of as a songwriter, like, and, and just also as a writer in general and a person, I've kind of realized that a lot of what I was writing about when I was 17 and 18 had more to do with the surface condition of things and not really their source. And so I was writing a lot about this, like, angst within relationships and you know, feeling very, like, alone and unloved, but not really understanding why that was such a pervasive thing in my life and kind of the overarching systems and um, just, I don't know, interactions from my childhood that kind of led that to be. And so a lot of my new album is, uh, explores a lot more, like, those specific encounters and more of the general feeling that pervade them instead of it being like a specific, you know, address to a person being like, oh, you wronged me, I hate you. But trying to take it from a place of understanding, I guess, of like, well, this is why. And I realize how my own life plays into how I'm reacting to things, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it does. And I think that's... If we're going to evolve as artists, it almost has to start with that more personal, more immediate thing, right? I mean, no one no one comes into this world or comes into their art with that systemic perspective. We learn that over time. Yeah, definitely. It's also just definitely something that I feel like I couldn't really have known at 17, 18. Um, and, and there are a lot of things that have contributed to my... Uh, development as a person now I suppose um, and yeah I don't know I just can't really imagine having thought that as a younger person I can't even really imagine thinking it now and I definitely still feel kind of isolated in that sometimes but yeah I want to stress too for everybody listening I mean as much as we're talking about evolution uh, I think these songs are great I bought them myself on Bandcamp, and I encourage everyone listening to go buy them on Bandcamp or stream them or, you know, however you listen to your music. Uh, I still think this stuff is really great. And one of the great things I want to ask you about is, and, and knowing you're coming from a little bit of, of a piano background, you know, what's the what's the music writing process like? There's uh, so many interesting chords, so much interesting finger picking going on. Tell us how you get from that from a blank page to what we're listening to. Yeah, are, are, is this, um, you've, you're playing guitar, right, on this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I draft guitar first um, before I do vocals or lyrics. I don't think that's like super uncommon by any means, but when I'm <laughs> writing songs, I really don't necessarily like get into the headspace of like, I'm going to sit down and write a song right now. And these are all of the chords that I'm going to use. Um, yeah. It's more based on like, I don't know, just whatever. <laughs> it's, it feels superficial to say it's all vibes, but it kind of is. Like I just kind of go into a session. 
um, or a writing session being like, oh, I like the way that this chord sounds. What if I played these notes together with this rhythm instead of just playing it like as a whole chord or like it's just more experimenting with like the very basic forms that I do know or just like the sounds that interest me. I mean, I don't really play anything that's as rhythmically complicated as the stuff that I was doing when I was 17 or 18. And there's a very specific reason for a lot of why the musicality has changed. But um, at the same time, like, yeah, usually I'm just like, oh, I like the way this sounds. Maybe I'll loop it a couple times. And then I just kind of um, write melodies and then lyrics based on that. So are you recording to a click right now? Like it in this in this song? To a what? To a click. Um, a click yes. track? Or is this... Yes, okay. Very poorly. Is this <laughs> what you recorded in your, in your living room, or is this in the studio? This was in my living room, yeah. Almost all of my earlier work, except for A Year Without a Summer, was recorded uh, in various apartments that I've lived in in Lawrence. So, well, so what are you using to record? In this specific track, yeah. or no? Um, yeah, just uh, I guess. I, so we're listening to um, uh, to Senta, right? To Senta, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so what? What? Yeah. What did you use to record this one? Um, a twenty-dollar USB microphone that I had bought in 2015, <laughs> and my earbuds. <laughs> uh, pressed up against my amp in a very tiny apartment room that I have not wow. lived in in years. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yep. And you're recording into, are you, are you using a DAW or what are you recording into? I think I was just using GarageBand. Yeah, something like that. Okay. Yeah. And it's great. I mean, we love gear, but this is, this is great. You know, you captured a feeling, you captured a uh, a statement, not like a big, you know, but like you you said something that is personal, could only have come from you, which I think is what art is all about. And yeah, Garage Band and the earbuds gets it done. Yeah, definitely. Not necessarily as clearly as professional recording equipment can make it come across, but it'll do what it needs to do when you're 18 and don't hey, have the money Wu-Tang for this. Wu-Tang sold millions of albums, you know what I mean? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah, they're probably much better with that than me, though. Yeah. My body unknown, my body not mine, your hands. This is Remedy? Yes. What do you hear that you don't like? It would be simpler to answer what I do like from it. That would probably take less time. Um, I don't like the way the vocals sound. My voice was, you know, just like stylistically, I was in such a different place into what I was listening to and um, what I was considering when I was writing songs. And so now looking at this from a perspective of 
current me who really doesn't consume math rock like at every hour of every day and likes more, I don't know, airy vocals, even though I, I do like that abrasive sound. It really depends, but I think that like a lot of, I've really struggled as an artist now to kind of separate what I think is marketable from what I think I want to make. And so a lot of my newer music is very toned down, which isn't sp like strictly for that reason. I've become a lot more inspired by like simplicity and like trying to like layer things in a way that is more I don't know communicable for people who maybe don't want to just listen to a single guitar playing like complicated rhythms and vocals with absolutely no rhythm instru instruments behind it um, so yeah <laughs> see I think that that's what I like about one of and I mean I you know like I said I skimmed through it briefly but that we're listening through it you know fully now that I think that's what I enjoy about it and then some of the turns um like I'm following the vocals or the lyrics um yeah it's 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 really interesting and 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 it sounds I yeah it sounds great it, it sounds you. like I, I I but I know what you mean when you say you're what's not what you're trying to to accomplish, or maybe it's not exactly what you're like. You didn't necessarily reach what you're like going for, but um, a lot. Of, I mean, who else knows that but you? You know. That's very true. I am definitely like hypercritical of everything that I do, whether that's music or. Um, like personal writing or anything of the sort and so it's definitely interesting because I know that nobody's listening for the mistakes like I am or like the audio faults or like vocal you know mistakes or like tremors or things that I just did because I wasn't really like like I think that <laughs> maybe this sounds kind of sad but I think that back then I, I really cared a lot less about it um, and so I just didn't really care about making mistakes I just wanted to make the things that interested me and that sounded good and it, it, music definitely isn't like as serious to me as it is to other people like it's something that I love doing but that I don't want to make my job because I love doing it and so I think back then that feeling was like even like less so um, so, yeah. I think part of the One of the benefits of having some experimentation or, or you know, going out into the art artistic wilderness a little bit is then you can, you, you learn some things, you try some things, you can bring that back and make it more accessible in the second iteration, right? And I find that much more interesting than like aiming straight for the more commercial sound from the beginning without the benefit of that experimentation to draw on. That's interesting. I've never really thought about it like that before. I mean, even listening to like some of these older songs, um, like a, a little bit earlier today, I was kind of like, oh, that was actually really cool. Like, I, I don't really play like that anymore. And uh, like, I should try to like revamp that into something now. Like, I love that rhythm. Um, or like desperately trying because I don't write anything down that I write like it's all in my head which is a oh wow I really should start doing like because now that I'm listening to these I'm like oh it would be cool to try to re-record this um or like rewrite this but I don't I don't know the chords I don't I don't know yeah yeah even I could hear that last part we just listened to like that could be a heavy part with a with 
you know, electric instruments and drums and everything. That would rip as a heavy part. Definitely. Yeah, I am looking forward to hopefully getting that band started or something of the variety, just because listening to this now just makes me like want to write like this again and write less like I'm going to be performing a solo set and more like I'm going to be doing a full band kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, I was just thinking how great it would be to see this as a solo set. Oh, wow. <laughs> literally thinking that like that would just be a dope vibe, you know? Thank you. I think I played one solo set with all of these old songs ever at the Rhino, like oh, way back God, when. Oh, you're killing me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't know them anymore. Now I'm only playing like newer stuff and I don't even like to play like my last EPs um, that I've released. So I kind of get over things really uh, quickly. But I was going to ask because, you know, re- uh, reading the lyrics, I mean, the subject matter is definitely, you know, pretty heavy um so you know what 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 was that like playing it out or is that a a, a, um does that factor into like how you feel about playing it out or wanting to play it out kind of i mean i never played that song live ever even even in the brief times that i would play for friends or other things like that just because it was so personal and that was so recent to when that had happened in my life Um, and so now I have another a new song um, on my album that I'm working on that I don't think I'll ever play at a solo set that deals with a lot of the same things it's interesting because I don't really have a hard time being vulnerable like I have kind of always been the person to just like talk about things that usually aren't talked about like I don't really hesitate to talk about my emotions or experiences with those things um but with music and even poetry like in my major it's kind of different it feels much more vulnerable than just like talking to a stranger about like hey here are all the things that I've been through like as a source of comfort for them it's more revealing for me and it's a little bit harder people change every day listening to twin flame now yes yes yeah yeah i wonder with what you're saying about the vulnerability i haven't thought about that before that's a great uh observation and i wonder if it has to do kind of you know a conversation's a two-way street where recording or performance is a, it's a it's not this it's not equal you know there's it's a little bit more of a broadcast So there isn't there, the vulnerability isn't reciprocal maybe in a performance. Yeah. I'm definitely big into reciprocity. I mean, I even like I'm very stubborn as a person, and even like in my poetry works, my capstone poetry workshop right now, like if someone doesn't critique my poem, I'm not going to critique theirs because I think there's a level of agreement to reciprocity like within the art community, and when you aren't meeting each other at like a level playing field and there's no sense of fairness or vulnerability and i don't know maybe that's just also because i'm stubborn and i don't really want to do homework but (laughs) that it it's also vehemently that so yeah yeah i feel that i would love it if i could like talk to audience members about how they relate to my songs more directly like in the set if it was like an interactive thing that would be like my ideal setting just to like have like a little therapy session 
kind of. <laughs> I think that'd be really interesting. Well, you, well, you, you can. You, yeah, yeah I was. I, well, my 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 was gonna ask. You know, I'm, I'm surprised there's not something like that. If there's not, I, I I would think there would be some something where you know you've got people that are performing, and 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 it's like you said, it's more interactive where, you know. And, and maybe you know this. You know, there's songwriters form. They you know you get three or four or five songwriters together, and they're each playing a song, and they're talk, maybe talking about it. Um, yeah, I should get out more, but that's <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe what I'm uh, uh, confessing. But um, yeah, I, th that would be something very, probably very cool, um, or a lot of people would enjoy. And get a lot about of I would I would think. Yeah, definitely. That would be really cool. So deepest after party ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not one for shallow things, so that sounds really great to me. I'm not good at small talk like at all. So. <laughs> yeah, I think it would be cool. I think you'll have to set it up though. Like you'll have to be very intentional. This is what's happening, and here's who's invited, and you know. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and this this music that we're listening to now kind of lends itself to a smaller, you know, group of people. You could have 20 or 30 people in a room and perform, like, and serve drinks and charge ticket prices, and people would come to listen to you talk for sure. This just has that vibe, you know? It's just much more intimate. Yeah. It would be nice if I didn't get nervous, like, actually talking between songs, <laughs> because then I would, like, say something, you know, that would be meaningful like that, or... I don't know. Try to get more interaction, but every time I'm just like, yeah, talk amongst yourselves. I don't, I don't know what to say. <laughs> like, I'll tell jokes that uh, like uh, patrons would tell me at my old job, things like that. I just get so nervous. <laughs> talk some on yourself. I'm gonna tune, and I'll, I'll play you another song here in just a sec. Yeah, I say that probably every set and every time my partner is like, that's so funny. I'm like, yeah, but I'm panicking, so it's not funny to me. <laughs> So we need like strategically placed recording devices in the audience to pick up the conversations while you're tuning. That would actually be go. really sick. And to like, I don't know, to incorporate that into like music as like interludes or something. I've yeah. always like, really mm -hmm. been interested in that. You can do it. Like, you can find a place in Lawrence to pull that off. Oh, totally. Well, I mean, this networked world. Yeah, like I definitely have a habit of like using my voice memos for everything. Like the other day I was walking around campus and I noticed that the campanile was like playing something like the little bell tower was playing something that sounded super familiar. I figured out it was the girl from Ipanema and I like recorded and like this would be so cool <laughs> for something. Really? Yeah, apparently they program the bells. I really want to know who has the cue for the campanile bells because they play some really interesting stuff on there. But man, yeah. I I mean, I, I went to KU, and I, I, I think I've heard other things, you know, than just what you would expect to hear from there. I, I can't say what they are, but um, I can't say that Girl, of Infant, or Girl from Infantima was one of them. I think they're getting more uh, creative. <laughs> Definitely. I was just eating my sandwich, and I was like, is this what I think it is? Like, this sounds really familiar. I saw there's a video... I bet they play uh, like, you know, Brittany or, you know, Justin <laughs> or somebody. I bet they play <laughs> those songs. Yeah. I saw a video where someone did a uh, motorhead on church bells. 
Interesting. Some some really little cool. European town that had a like a Motorhead festival or something, and they played Motorhead yes. on the on the church bells. I will try and find it and put a link in the description. Nice. Very cool. Yeah. That's def- that's definite show notes for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, this has been great. Uh, we'll be back next week, uh, part two with Faith, uh, listening to. Let me bring it up: the Year Without a Summer and Six Foot Shadow EPs. Uh, looking forward to that. It's been the Long Play Listening Party. Later, everybody.